Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. I hope everything's okay with you. As we examine the Word of the Lord, we're in the book of John. And so we saw yesterday where uh, John the Baptist saw Jesus and declared, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And he acknowledged and he said it twice. He says, Hey, I didn't know this is who it was. You know, I didn't know this. I didn't recognize him. But the one who sent me, God the Father, told me that on the one that you see the Spirit descending in the form of a dove and remaining upon him, he is the one who will baptize in the Holy Spirit. And so the last thing that he said was, I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. That was the testimony of John the Baptist, that Jesus is the Son of God. He said, I saw what the Father said would occur. I saw that fulfilled. And I'm testifying to you that this is the one. And that's that's verse 34 of John chapter 1. Now, verse 35, he says this. Uh, John, the writer, says, again, the next day, John, that's John the Baptist, was standing with two of his disciples. So we see this uh, sequencing thing again. It's the next day. So you had an encounter where uh, John the Baptist was talking with some representatives of the Pharisees, answering some questions. And then it said, and the next day. Well, that next day is when John saw Jesus and said, behold, the Lamb of God. Well, now it's the next day. So the next day, John's standing there with two of his disciples. Now, remember this, the word disciple, it simply means a learner, okay, a pupil, one that is learning, one that's understanding. Quite often we hear and say disciples in the Scripture. We're thinking of the 12, of Jesus' 12 disciples. And Well, there were 12 disciples, but Jesus actually had thousands and thousands and thousands of disciples in various forms. That is the reason that when you read some of the gospel accounts, for instance, the time when Jesus spoke and said, uh, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they looked and said, that's a hard teaching. That's a tough teaching. And it said, and then a lot of the disciples left him. They left him and walked away from him and never returned. Well, they were learning. That just simply means that they were learning. They got that point. They learned that. And they said, you know what? We don't believe this. We don't have anything to do with this. And they left. So you have to see what the context is. Well, these disciples right here were disciples that were learning under John, and they were following John. So they're standing with him. Verse 36 says this, And he, that's John the Baptist, looked at Jesus as he walked by, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. So before he said that, Behold, the Lamb of God, the day before, it was to everybody that was around. Right here it was apparently to these two disciples. Because Jesus is walking by, and John just points him out and says, Behold, the Lamb of God. That's the Lamb of God over there. That's the one that all the prophets and all the law pointed to, that all the prophets and all the law spoke about, that Messiah would be coming. That's him right there. So verse 37 says, The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. So John the Baptist is standing there, and he says, That is the Lamb of God. The day before, he said, This is the one that I've been telling you about that is greater than I, that I am, I can't even you know, untie his shoes for him. He is the one. He's going to baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. These two disciples heard John the Baptist say this, and they followed Jesus. You know, that is something that we in the body of Christ really need to pay some attention to. We are way consumed in the body of Christ with people following us. 
and being parts of our little groups and our little herd, our little flock. You know what I mean? John was guiding all of his people away and pointing them to the Lamb of God. So John the Baptist wasn't surprised when his two disciples left him there and they followed Jesus. Well, why did they follow Jesus? We're about to find out. Verse 38, and Jesus turned and saw them following. So apparently Jesus is walking along, and these two disciples, John the Baptist, are sort of quasi-stalking him. Okay? They're just following him. They're just going to see what's happening. So Jesus sees them. He turns around and says to them, What do you seek? That's the first word Jesus says to them. What do you seek? Is that not a great thing? There's two great phrases right here that we're going to see in Scripture that are foundational to how we relate to people today. What do you seek? You know, what is it that people are really seeking? What do you really desire? You know, let's just cut through all the junk here. What do you seek? And they said to him, uh, Rabbi, and then parenthetically, John says here, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? <laughs> you know, they were following Jesus, and apparently they wanted to know where he was going to go. They're just sort of following him. All of a sudden, he stops, and he turns around, and he says, hey, what are y'all looking for? What are you seeking? I have a, a sneaky suspicion right here that they, that they were sort of caught. You know, uh, 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 hey, hey, a rabbi, uh, where are you staying? <laughs> you know, uh, like, where? And what they really, they wanted to know about him. They wanted to know him. They wanted to hear him. So the only way they knew how to express that when caught in the, just the quickness of the moment was, uh, uh, where are you staying? Jesus knew this. He looks at him, verse 39, and he said, he said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day for it was about the 10th hour. So the, the daylight time was drawing to an end and they wound up staying with him. Well, what are they going to do when they're staying with Jesus? They're listening. They're question, questioning. They're learning. This right here is the first time of... Uh, I think it's three times, I see the two or three, but I think it's three times in the opening chapters, open four or five chapters in John, that you're going to see this phrase right here and this idea of come and you will see. Come and you will see. What was the first thing that Jesus said to him? What do you seek? Uh, Lord, we just want to know where you hang out, where you stay. And what, you know, we, we, and what they're effectively saying is without saying it, can we spend some time with you? Can we learn about you? Can we know you? And he says, come and you will see. You know, several years ago, a major mainstream uh, denomination uh, sort of adopted this as a, uh, a church growth strategy, okay? And it, it was basically done on bumper stickers. <laughs> you still see them all over the place. And, and it's talking about their church and their particular denomination, come and you will see. Uh, that's fine. Okay, so don't hear me wrong. And that's okay, I understand. And I understand the heart and what they were trying to say. But folks, here's what the bottom line is. And I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it repeatedly until we all finally get it. You know, if you're there and somebody asks like, a question like this, you know, where are you staying? What's going on? Why is it that you're different? Why is it that you're like this? Don't you dare say, well, why don't you come to church with me? Why don't you come hear the great preaching? Why don't you come hear the great teaching? Why don't you come experience the great fellowship? Why don't you come and listen to the great worship? Because, you know, at that point, they'd just be listening because they couldn't be worshiping because they're not truly believers yet. You don't do that. If they're there in front of you, you say, 
come and you will see. But what you're inviting them to come to is the kingdom. We need to quit inviting people to come, quote unquote, to church, to come, quote unquote, to organizational entities. Though the fellowship's great, et cetera, et cetera. No, they first must come to the kingdom. And if you're talking with them and they're talking with you, and that is the dialogue, don't deflect it. Don't walk in fear. Don't walk in anxiety. Don't walk in apprehension. Don't turn back and say, well, let me get you to come to church and get somebody else to tell you. No, you are the one to speak the words of life. You're the one to say the things about kingdom. Now, don't worry about so often we think, well, I don't know what to say about this. No, the Lord has promised he's going to give us words. Remember when he said, don't worry about when you're a hall before the kings on my behalf and this kind of thing? Well, you can extrapolate a principle from that. If our hearts are open and we're abiding with him, he will speak in and through us to draw that person into his kingdom. So Jesus asked him, what are you seeking? And then he's, when they said, oh, just, well, we want to hang out with you. He says, come on, come and you will see. Isn't that a great thing? Keep coming to the Lord and you'll see more and more. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.